so he was just panicking. Like, yeah. and he's like, do I need to run this light? Do I need to run this light? And I was like, yes. So he like hops medians. Mind you, this is two 30 in the afternoon on a Saturday oh, like, like crossing over like really busy streets. <laughs> like, so I was like, Oh God. I was like, yes, pass. Yes. Go. You have to go. Um, and I'm like screaming in this car because the pain is just horrific. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns of pregnancy and birth and rock the newborn days like a boss. My name is Liesl Team. I'm a fellow mom, labor and delivery nurse, and your host. Each week on this podcast, you'll hear a mix of birth stories, expert interviews, and other fun pregnancy and birth-related content. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, happy Monday. So this week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, I have a really exciting birth story to share with you guys. I actually had a personal friend of mine, Tess, come onto the show to tell the story of her three very different deliveries with an emphasis on her extremely precipitous second birth. It's a story that I've heard in passing and bits and pieces of from Tess and from other friends of ours at parties and get togethers, but it was such a treat for me to get Tess to sit down and really lay it all out from start to finish. What I always love about birth stories is the way it highlights how truly unique and different every single birth is, especially when I get to chat with a mama that's had more than one baby. You can really never know how things are going to go down. It varies from mama to mama and even birth to birth. Tessa's mad rush to the hospital with baby two is a very clear illustration of this. So to hear how it all went down and whether or not she made it to the hospital, you're going to have to listen in. So let's get right to it. Hi, Tess. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Where are you from? I guess you can tell our listeners how you how we know each other because we know each other in real life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Um, I'm Tess and I'm from Wake Forest, North Carolina. Um, I was a teacher for 10 years. I taught fourth grade math mostly. Really? And see, I didn't know you were a math teacher. That's cool. Uh-huh. That's yeah. cool. I knew you were a teacher. I just didn't know what you taught. Yeah. I taught fourth grade math for 10 years, stuck with nice. the same grade level all 10 years, which is pretty, pretty rare. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I ended my teaching career with like COVID. I was planning on staying home anyway with my two babies. And then, yeah. um, it just so happened it, and I ended with COVID. So I taught yeah. from home the last few months and then, uh, so I've been home officially over a year now with my kids. So I figured, um, we'd have another baby and just really make it crazy. Why not home. add to the mix? Yeah. <laughs> Why not just throw, throw another one in there. Um, so yeah. And we know each other cause, uh, of our friend, Tara, Tara mm-hmm. and I went to high school together. And so she brought us together. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Tara, Tara's might be listening. Hi Tara. Um, so yeah, Tara and I worked at a restaurant in North Raleigh. So that's how Tara and I know each other. And then you guys went to high school, went to high school and college together. Together. and we just, you know, we went to mm-hmm. the same parties. We hung out at the same. Yeah. Everything. Events. All like the family events All and get togethers yeah. now. Yeah. Party yeah. before. And then now we're doing like baby showers, and <laughs> kids, <laughs> exactly. birthday parties. <laughs> exactly. All life. Yeah. <laughs> how, it, how it changes 20s or thirties. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> All right, cool. Well, we are going to do a birth story today, guys. I asked Tess to come on the podcast today because she has some very interesting, <laughs> or I thought, and very interesting birth stories. So as you heard, she's got three children. So we're going to hear three very different birth. So Tess, I usually what I do is I have people start at the beginning and talk about um, your first one, your first pregnancy. If you had any losses, you're welcome to share. If you had any losses before that, if not, we'll talk about your first pregnancy and how that was and then that birth, and then we can get into the next two. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'll get started. So um, I did have one pregnancy that I did lose around nine weeks. Um, it didn't register a miscarriage till about like 10 or 11. I went okay. in for an appointment. Um, after that, I had my hormones were all crazy and mm-hmm. I, uh, had trouble getting pregnant the next time. So we ended up going to fertility. We only had to get on like a, a medicine letrozole to make mm-hmm. me ovulate. So I got pregnant with Juliet on that first, first go around, um, pregnancy was awesome. I felt amazing. I was like, what are people complaining about being pregnant? This is I was made for this. It was awesome. We were like tubing and you were like pregnant, like chilling. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody was like on the tube Yeah, and everybody's like (laughs) drinking and I'm sitting there with my big belly. Like, I think I was like 32 weeks pregnant going down this river. (laughs) That was fun. Yeah, Yeah, that was fun. Um, I've totally forgot about that. (laughs) But I really remember feeling like, I feel like I should be on the raft with Liesl just in case (laughs) something does happen. (laughs) She can help me on this river. Um, but yeah, so that pregnancy was great. Um, my water broke at home. I had no contractions or anything. I, I would just, I went to lay down in bed and, um, it was the day before my due date and my, my water broke laying down in bed. And it was like the movies, like really? a complete gush. Like, and I swear I heard it pop. Like I heard my water pop. You heard can't, it. I can't tell you how many people say that. Like yeah. that is, it's, it's like a balloon. Like you yes. hear popping. Yeah. yeah like yeah. a, just a pop. It was unreal. And it was the complete gush. And so, yeah, I yelled for my husband to come help me. And he's like, what do I do? I was like, give me a towel (laughs) because this is going to get, this is going to get everywhere once I stand up. Um, so yeah, we went to the hospital and contraction started like an hour later. when I was like in the triage, a woman came in like screaming. And I remember thinking like, what's that sound? And it was a woman delivering. And and I swear that's what triggered my, my labor to start because I heard her. Oh, and like, cause I had nothing until I heard her and I remember being like, oh my God, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. And it was my first pregnancy. Cause I'm sitting yeah. there thinking like, oh, here's a little contraction. Oh, this is fun. And then I heard her and I was like, oh God. This, and I know she was just terrified cause she's yeah. getting wheeled in, which, you know, eventually that was my yeah. story. So yeah. we'll get into that. Don't <laughs> we'll get into it. that. <laughs> but yeah. So, so yeah. So with, with Julia, it was pretty easy. Um, pretty painful. I think she was like sunny side up. I had like back labor. Oh, yeah. Um, so but I, I definitely got an epidural and I had to push for two hours with her and yeah, we finally came. So it was a total of like nine hours, like between my water breaking and her being in my arms, it was nine hours, which was okay. pretty quick. Yeah. Um, not, bad. not, not too bad. Um, so my second, um, I told all that to my OB, um, and she was like, wow, like usually any delivery that's under 12 hours is usually pretty quick. So she said, your next pregnant, your next delivery is probably going to be even faster. She's like, so just be, just be aware of that. And I was like, okay. And then when it got closer, when she, we were doing like cervical checks and everything, she was like, Hey, um, I don't want you to wait till five minutes contractions getting five minutes apart. I want you to come to the hospital at seven minutes apart. She said, and if your water breaks, you need to get 
in the car immediately like, and go get, right now, go. She was like, yeah. cause he's right there. And she mm-hmm. said, I don't want you delivering a baby on the side of the road. <laughs> Literally told me that. So I went home and I told my husband, I was like, gosh, she kind of freaked me out a little bit because yeah. she acts like, <laughs> yeah. And, and so when she was telling you this, first of all, how, um, how far apart are, are Juliet and then your son, James, um, they are, um, 18 months apart, almost to the day. Okay. So you got pregnant like exactly nine months, later. nine months. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Nine months later. I couldn't exactly remember. So you got pregnant at nine months and then Mm -hmm. how, before we get into the car, how was that pregnancy in comparison to Juliet's pregnancy? So really, really easy again, like not too bad. Um, I had some like pelvic pain, like towards the end, um, where I couldn't stand on like one foot to get dressed. And, but I figured, Oh, this is normal. Like whatever my hips and everything would like pop down there. Everything was just really achy. Um, but again, like super easy. Like I've never really had morning sickness, never had major issues, nothing. So super, super easy. Um, so again, still at this point, still loving being pregnant, loving it. Like was like, let's have a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, So then, uh, yeah. So when, when she told me that I was, when the OB told me that I was a little, a little nervous, but like, okay, I'll get, I'll get to the hospital. Do you remember how dilated you were? Did she give you a number or did Mm -hmm. she just say he was low? I was always two, like every time, every time I went in, I was always two centimeters. Um, and then like, like only like 50% of face. So she was just like, Hey, but he's right there. Like, just, just be ready. He's right there. If your water breaks, I was like, okay. And I remember remember her pointing up, like he's right there. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that morning, I remember it was achy because again, my hips and everything had been hurting. Um, and so that morning I was my back hurt and I was like, okay, well, I just slept funny and I'm pregnant. This is the day before my due date, or this is the day of my due date, excuse me, the day yeah. of my due date. And I was like, okay, I'm just achy, like whatever yeah. I did get in the bathtub. I got, remember I got in the bathtub because my, my back was hurting, but it was just this really small section in my lower back. Um, like it was, and it was just my spine, like right on my spine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it just ached. I wasn't in pain. Um, it just ached and it would kind of come in and go and, but it was nothing I could really track. And so when I was trying to track it to be like, is this anything like, yeah, it does go away and it is coming back. It wasn't consistent. So it would be like nine minutes apart and then 20 minutes apart. And then, and then of course, remember I had an eight, uh, an 18 month old. So I'm like yeah. busy with her and my yeah. father-in-law happened to be over. So I'm kind of like all over the place during the day. Um, I went and picked up my groceries. I had grocery pickup, went and drove and picked up my groceries, but I still had this just like nagging pain in my back, yeah. but nothing nothing debilitating, nothing like contractions, like how I had with my first. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of was like, okay. And my husband kept checking on me. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, it's just a little achy. I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, so at this point, did you think he, this was labor at all? No, Okay. no. And I, I know it sounds crazy people. I yeah. know probably people think I'm nuts, but I swear I did not know that that was labor. Yeah. I did not know. I was expecting something consistent. Cause the, the OB always tells you like, um, contractions that are five, seven minutes apart consistently for an hour and intensifying yeah. in pain. Yeah. I had none of that. Yeah. Absolutely. None of that. And, um, and again, I'm like trying to time them all day. So I'm like, this is just, and again, it's only my back, nothing in the front, like how I felt with my first, yeah. like I didn't feel any contractions in the front at all. So, um, but I remember my mother-in-law happened to come over and she like put a heating pad on my back and 
And I remember getting nervous. My mom was like, Tess, like you might be in labor. I called my grandma just to chit chat with her. And she's like, Tess, I think you might be in labor. And I was like, no, like this isn't, this is the only one in denial. Everybody else is like, like, Hey, you might be in labor. You might need to call. And I was like, but I'm waiting for what the doctor told me to, to feel. And I, this is my second kid. I should know. I should know. You would think. Yeah. You would think you, mm-hmm. it's usually the opposite of where it's your first baby. And you're like, is this what's going on? I'm yeah. not really sure. Yeah. Because I, I put, I say this all the time. Yeah. I say, usually when you're not in labor, you think you might be in labor. You're thinking, mm-hmm. is this labor? But then when you're actually in labor, you don't really question it. And you, my friend are the 0.1% yep. of people. Why I put the disclaimer, why I say <laughs> most people know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that yes. they're in labor. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So when that's why when I was having my third, the doctor's like, you'll know. And I'm like, no, sir. No, sir. I don't know. I need you to understand. I Let don't me correct know. you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, so yeah, they kept telling me. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, because with my daughter, my water broke. I had no contractions. My water broke. So I knew to go in. So I was like, yeah. okay, this is great. So this, I was like, all right. And again, I'm walking and sitting on the floor, hanging out with my toddler. Yeah. Well, it finally gets to the point and I'm timing them and it's like seven minutes, six minutes. 10 minutes, four minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to call my doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call my doctor. And this is a Saturday. So I called the doctor and they transferred me. It's a long story. They transferred me to the hospital. They actually transferred me to the hospital and not like a nurse. Like they, they give me a phone number to call. Mm-hmm. And the nurse on the phone, she's like, you need to call your OB. You can't call me. You called the hospital. And I was like, this is the number they gave me to call. Like the, the lady on the phone that I anyway, she, yeah. so she was like, and I was like, she's, I cannot give you medical advice. I was like, can you please just tell me, can you please just tell me if this, what I, this little back pain that I'm feeling that's coming and going, is that considered labor? Is this considered labor? And she was yeah. like, yes, that's considered labor. And I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I'm too late. Yeah. No, Cause that yeah. last one was four minutes. And I was like, oh no. Like, because it was definitely getting closer. It was still sporadic, but they were yeah. definitely getting closer together. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to have the doctor play back. I was like, okay. All right, the sound of that baby crying means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. So this week I have actually two Birth It Up Babies to share, two shorter ones. And the theme of these Birth It Up Babies is um, my epidural did not work (laughs) because that happens sometimes. And I teach you guys that in both versions of my course, especially the epidural series that, hey, I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to know um, all about epidurals, you know, because I know you want an epidural, but I also want you to go over this little section called, oops, I accidentally went natural because sometimes that happens. So the first birth it up baby says, hi, Liesl. I had our baby girl. She's perfect. I went 38 weeks, went into labor, ended up with complications with my epidural and had to give birth completely natural, no pain meds. I went in with the knowledge of your course. And once I was able to switch my mentality from having medications to breathing through the pain, rocked the labor. Only four pushes and she was here. Thank you so much for all you do for mothers. It truly helps so much having the strength to just breathe and know I can handle the pain. It will be over soon and I'll have my baby in my arms. Thank you. Thank you. So awesome. I'm so glad that she was able to change her mentality. All right. This next birth it up baby says... Hi, I had my baby this Wednesday and wanted to say thank you for the content you're sharing. I plan to have an epidural and it worked 
mostly until it didn't. And I remembered some of the things that you had shared about being prepared just in case, and that helped keep me calm even though I had not prepared for that kind of pain. My first birth went amazing with the epidural, so you keep telling mamas to be prepared. Love that one. I think both of those birthed up babies really illustrate how educating yourself on what to realistically expect during birth really can shift a possibly negative experience, aka like you don't get your epidural in time, it's not working, and you can still come away from it with a positive mindset. Love both of those. All right. If you want to check out the course that both of these ladies took, it is Birth It Up, the Epidural Series, and you can head over to mommylabornurse.com and click on the Epidural Series to learn more. All right. Let's get right back into this week's episode. So I'm waiting and I'm on the phone with my mom. She's like, I don't think you should wait for the doctor to call you back. I think you just need to go. And this is like two minutes after I was told that this is actually labor. So now I'm talking to my mom. She's like, you just need to go. That 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 moment I had my very first contraction in the front, like mm-hmm. what I was waiting for, I guess. And it brought me down to my knees and I was like, mom, I got to go. And I hung up the phone and I got down to, I got on my knees and my water broke. Uh-huh. And then, so now I'm like, Oh God, yeah. she told me if my water breaks, get in the car immediately. So I get my husband. Thank God. My, my father-in-law was here to watch my 18 month old. Yeah. Because she would have been in the car had him at home. Oh yeah. yeah. Or she would have been in the car with us. And yeah. God, that's so, yeah. Lord knows, like she yeah. still probably wouldn't want to get into a car. <laughs> she, so, so we got in the car and contraction started immediately, immediately, yeah. unlike with my daughter. So I was like, could barely get in the car. And the doctor called me back when I was in the car pulling out of the driveway. And he was like, okay, well, and I could barely say my name. I couldn't talk. I could wow. not talk. Could not. And he kind of giggled at me. <laughs> and I was like, like, cause I was trying to get my, I was trying to tell him my name. And, um, to tell him who I was. And, yeah. uh, and he kind of giggled at me and, um, he was like, how far away are you? And I looked at the GPS and it said 28 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, I was like 28 minutes. He goes, okay, I'll see you soon. And I was like, all right. So I hung up the phone and we're pulling out of my neighborhood. And, um, and I'm like in agonizing pain, horrible. And I'm like hitting the window. I don't want to scare people that are listening, but Okay. It was, it's okay. It was, we got, we're real on this podcast. It's okay. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm expecting moms. Like, I don't want to scare you, but it yeah. was, and also it was something I wasn't anticipating. So no. you have to remember, like, I'm not anticipating this pain. It went from zero right. to a hundred. Right. Like, and there's all this fear, fear. too. You know, right. you're like, oh crap, my water just broke. Oh crap. This is actually labor. So it's like fear it setting was, in too. So it's like super, super intense. Yeah, I'm sure. When they told me, when that lady told me, yes, you, this is considered labor. It was three, four minutes later, my water broke. So I just, so I'm like panicking. So I'm like, Oh, good God. This is, if this is labor, I'm, I'm too late. I'm beyond seven minutes again, still sporadic, but like, this is labor. I should have gone hours ago. So I, um, so we're getting in the car, we're in the car and we're driving and James, my husband's like, it's okay. It's okay. Like we're going to get there. It's going to be fine. And I was, I said, I'm not going to make it for an epidural. And I was like, like, oh my God, I'm not going to make an epidural. And he was like, it's okay. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. It's going to be fine. And so we got like another few yard, hundred yards of the road. And, uh, he's like, and I'm like, go, go to North. Like you got to go to North, like the wake med North is you got to go to North because they're not going to make it. Like the closer, the closer hospital, the closer hospital. So that hospital was like 
10 minutes away. Okay. But I wasn't supposed to deliver there. I was supposed to deliver at this one over here, 30 yeah. minutes away. Yeah. And I was like, go to North. Like, and he's like, he goes, where is it? And I was like, oh my God, we drive <gasps> by this hospital every day. <laughs> we drive by this hospital every day. And so he was just panicking. Like, yeah. and he's like, do I need to run this light? Do I need to run this light? And I was like, yes. So he like hops medians. Mind you, this is two 30 in the afternoon on a Saturday oh, like, like crossing over like really busy streets. <laughs> like, so I was like, oh God. I was like, yes, pass. Yes, go. You have to go. Um, and I'm like screaming in this car because the pain is just horrific and I'm terrified. And again, we're maybe two miles, three miles from the house. And I start feeling like I'm, I'm pooping on myself. Like I start feeling like, and I remember from talking to you and <laughs> talking to Tiffany and Tara, like the, that's the last thing that happens before baby comes. <laughs> it's in the way and it gets right. out of the way and then right. something so, else comes out. Yeah. Yep. So I remember, and I was like one super embarrassed because my husband and I have been together for 10 years and I'm yeah. like, I just, I, we just, I don't, I don't yeah, go to the bathroom in front of him and all that kind of stuff. Well, so I'm I mean, here. I feel like that's fairly, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say I would feel comfortable pooping, pooping. right next to my husband, like in the car, in, in the car, in my pants, in, in your pants. Right. I, I think everyone would agree with you on that, that that's not something it's like, that, like, like after 10 years of marriage, anybody would like, feel comfortable like, with. I don't, I never imagined that we would have to go through this like together. No, let there's me, no class that can prepare you for right, that. I've, let I me poop in my you. pants next yeah. to you. So I'm like, like, even though I'm like, in all this pain, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't tell him that I'm pooping on myself right now. Like I can't tell him this, but yeah. then I was like, I have to tell him because I, it's just happening. Yeah. And, uh, it, I mean, completely just happening. It was unreal. The craziest feeling ever. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pooping on myself. And he was like, I don't give a F. I mean, yeah. he was flying down the road, like going 90 miles an hour, flying down the road. We're going through a neighborhood to like get there faster to kind of af- avoid lights. Yeah. And, and so I'm like sitting there panicking. I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the last thing that happens before baby comes out. Like I'm, I'm going to have this baby. So he was like, do we need to call 911? Do we need to call 911? And I said, just drive, just drive, just keep going. Like, I'm not, we can't stop for an ambulance. Like, just keep going. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to call and just tell them to tell the hospital that we're on the way. Yeah. So he gets on the phone and it's Bluetooth. And yeah. he's like, he's like, we're coming in hot. My wife's having a baby. We're coming in with fire. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, waking out over there. And he was like, can you tell the hospital that we're on the way? And there, she was like, I'm sorry, sir. We, we can't do that, but I can get an ambulance for you. And, and, and she was like, you want an ambulance? And he was like, no, I just want to tell them that we're on the way. And, and she was like, uh, and she could hear me because I'm on Bluetooth. So yeah. she can hear me and I can tell she got a little panicky and she goes, hold on, sir. And then all of a sudden she transfers us. She does transfer us. I don't know why okay. she told us she couldn't. So she did transfer us. And, uh, we hear like, wake my North emergency. How can I help you? And my husband's like telling them, like, it starts immediately just like, yelling word vomit yeah right and yeah. and she's like hello hello uh, I try calling back and like so, so she couldn't hear us and oh, so no. my husband looks at me and he's like did you get the number did, did you get the number and I'm like did I get the number like oh no <laughs> no I'm having a baby yeah. no, no I'm screaming right now no I did not get the number <laughs> so by this point we're like right up the road from the hospital so now it's like well we're we're going and yeah. then um all all of a sudden I start feeling that ring of fire yeah that ring of fire is very real. It is. And I had just read about it. I remember like a couple of weeks prior, like, I didn't even know that's what it was called, but like, I had just read about it. And I was like that ring of fire. So I, once I felt that I 
lost it screaming. And I was like, he's coming out. He's coming out. And my husband's like, take your pants off. And I was like, no, I don't want to like, cause then I felt like, in denial. Yeah. Right. Denial. Yeah. Like then, yeah. he, then he's really going to come. That means it's yeah. real. That yeah. means it's real. So he's yeah. driving down the median. This is falls a noose by the way. So I don't know yeah. if you know where falls a noose is like in Durant. So like it's a two lane road, like a, I guess, and there's a median in the middle. So four lanes and there's a median in the middle and he's yeah. driving up that median going like 90 miles an hour and like oh. laying on the horn, um, and, and trying to get my pants off me. Um, <laughs> so like, it's just great. Very un- unsafe. His whole head just came out. His whole head just popped right out. And I didn't push. I didn't do anything. He just came out. And so my husband is turning into the ER and his whole, my son's whole head is out. And uh, people always ask, was he looking at you? <laughs> no, he was <laughs> looking to the side. Okay. <laughs> nice. So my husband misses the turn to pull in front of the ER. And so my husband looks down, I think for the first time and sees our son's head out completely. Yeah. And he's like, he, my husband goes, pull him out. Like in the softest little like voice ever. He's like, pull him out. And I said, just F it drive, like go. Like I'm not, I can't pull him out. And so just go. So he runs inside, he pulls in the front, lays on the horn, runs inside screaming. And I'm in the front seat and a security guard comes out first. And I see him putting gloves on and they open the door and he yells push, which I did not push again. He, I did not, my body just took over completely took over, uh, which is amazing by the way, that your body can just do it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the security guard is an off-duty police officer. He, uh, he caught him, he caught the baby. And, uh, then an ER nurse came running out to help. And my son wasn't breathing. So he was, um, completely like gray, blue, like a rag doll. His mouth was open. And I can remember they kind of propped him up so I could see him. And he was just, his arms were limp and like laying back and just totally opposite of my daughter. My first, she was pink and screaming and this beautiful red baby. And then he was just gray. And, um, so this ER nurse took over and started like giving him like breaths of air and compressions. He had no equipment, no nothing. He was just, he just took over. And, uh, I remember just saying like, breathe, baby, breathe, baby, breathe, baby, breathe, baby, like over and over and over. Uh, makes me want to cry. Oh, um, and so, uh, and I remember the nurse, he was screaming for a crash cart and he was screaming for a a bag. He kept saying, I need a bag, which Mm -hmm. I'm guessing like an ambu bag or something. Yeah. Yeah. So he was screaming for that. And in between like his uh, breast of air and compressions. And then he finally, I remember he yelled, I need an effing bag and screamed it. And so my husband is like running back inside, like trying to like get more people like, I'll get out the there. Bag. Come like, on. He's like out, yeah. like I'll do it, whatever I need to do. And, uh, by then people come pouring, pouring out of the hospital. By the time the nurse got him breathing, like you could finally hear this little whimper on my son. And then people are like pouring out of the hospital. Um, and so once they got the bag on him and everything and got him breathing, by that point, I start like hyperventilating, like yeah, full blown hyperventilating. Sure. So by that point, my vision was like all over the place. It was like just scattered all over. And I was like hyperventilating. And uh, I remember a nurse saying she's going to pass out. And, um, I, this other nurse leaned in the car. I was still in the front seat and the other nurse leaned in and she got like super close to my face. She leaned in that car and I will never forget her eyes. And she, she like yelled in my face and she was like, you did a great job. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do you need that? Or was yeah, she just I, I, doing that to try and keep you awake? I, I think she was trying to get, I think she, I swear, I owe a lot to her. Cause I think she like brought me back to life. Like she yeah. kind of brought me back down to moment. earth. Yes. Yeah. So she was just trying to talk to me. And I, that's all I remember her saying. I went and spoke with her later. I went and met 
met everybody because I didn't yeah. get to meet. I didn't. And she was like, I was just talk, talking to you and telling you how I was running as fast as I could. And she said she went running in for the crash cart and she was like trying to get directions and running, didn't know what was going on. And she was the one that brought the crash cart out. And um, yeah, she was amazing. She, her and then the guy that gave my son like a breast of air and compressions breast, and got him yeah. breathing. Um, they were amazing, amazing. And then all these people were outside. And the first person I see is like the charge nurse. And I happened to like, like teach her son or like work with oh. her son at the school that I used to work with. Like her oh. son was like in like one of the student, a student yeah. that I would work with. We were in like run club together. And I was like, Oh, great. Like I know this person and here I am just there's poop all over the poop, car. There's blood yeah. everywhere. Like, yeah. Cause I'm a pretty modest person. Like I don't want yeah. people in the delivery room with me. Like, I just, I think it's yeah. pretty intimate. Like I want it to be me and my husband and that's it. And yeah. so here I am like on outside in a car, there's people like watching from the windows, taking pictures, people taking pictures and the, the road is right there. And there's like 30, 40 people outside just, this just came pouring outside. Yeah. Pediatricians and OBs and nurses. And uh, it was, everybody was hands on deck. And, um, and I'm just sitting and the first person I see is this person I know. And I'm like, oh, well, here's everything just hanging out. So, but they got me all cleaned up and wheeled me in. And, uh, I, I ended up delivering the placenta inside. I didn't get to deliver placenta outside, which is fine, but I had to still pay for a partial delivery. So I know a lot of, a lot of people always ask oh. me, like, yeah, people ask me like, oh, so was your delivery bill a lot cheaper since you had the baby? like, and not in the hospital. Um, it was a little, a little cheaper, I guess, I gave you um, a little discount, a little, little discount. Cause I didn't use like, obviously any of their equipment, but I was charged like, a emergency room fee, a labor and delivery, emergency room, a labor and delivery, and then like room and board. And I was like, excuse me, I did not use your delivery room. Um, I was in my car and they were like, no, technically you did. You delivered the placenta inside. So it's a partial delivery. I was like, oh, Okay. So if you're going to have like, a baby, give me a break, come yeah. on. If you're going to have a baby in the car or out somewhere else on your way to the hospital, go ahead and finish the yeah, delivery. Make sure you <laughs> deliver the placenta out there for those yeah. listening. If you're ever in that situation, yeah. got it. Thanks. Yeah, if, you, yeah, if you're in my shoes, just, just go ahead and finish. Like, wait, wait a second. Just can we have five more minutes, please? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So yeah, once he, and he was, um, nine pounds, six ounces, wow. 21 and a half inches long. Like, and so what was that in comparison to Juliet? So Juliet was seven pounds, 11 ounces. Oh my. Okay. Yes. So that's a quite a difference. Yeah. Oh yes. I had a giant baby. Yeah. And, yeah. Giant baby. I had like 10 stitches with my first and yeah. no, no stitches with my second. Wow. So yeah, but I, but I guess my OB told me that like when you're pushing really hard, it can like tear, you can tear more mm -hmm. if you're pushing really, really mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. Um, and here this one, I didn't push at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just came, on out. he just came on out. Yeah. So, um, recovery was great. I was sitting like Indian style, like in my room, like a couple hours later, just hanging out nice. and I wasn't jittery or shaky from, you know, epidurals or anything like that. I mean, I had, I had no IVs, no nothing. Yeah. Um, so I did feel really good. So I'd yeah. imagine had I, had I known my delivery was going to be like that. And I could have mentally prepared for a natural delivery. Yeah. The, the recovery was great, much yeah. better than, than when I was on epidurals and doing, doing and all that pushing stuff. for two hours and pushing and for two that. hours. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was, I was felt like I was in a car accident after my first, um, yeah. and, but this one was a breeze. It was just great. My husband's like, you're doing amazing. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so tell me, I want to go back to James and ask, how was he like, did he have to go to NICU at all? Or mm -hmm. once they got him breathing, was he, he was totally okay. fine. So okay. yeah, good. once they got him breathing, he was good to go, but yeah, it, it took a little bit. It felt like forever. Yeah. Of um, course. 
you know, watch, watching it and being there. And like, and again, I'm sure like a, if I was in a hospital and that happened, the doctors are a little bit more calm and like, I'm a little yeah. bit, you know, like about the situation. Cause I'm sure that stuff happens all the time. Just the cord was under, I remember the nurse taking a, the cord no, around his neck. It and does, like, well, it does not happen like that all the time. Let's be clear. <laughs> Babies do come out and need some resuscitation you know, 10% of the time, 20% okay. of the time, something like that. But no, it does not happen like that. Yeah. Very often. yeah. <laughs> or yeah. It's like I, true I emergency. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I'm like. Cause I'm trying to think like, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be like this if I was in hospital. So I don't know yeah. between the cord being around his neck. And then I'm sure just being his head, just being out for a couple minutes, just being clamped with my vagina, just around him. Yeah. I don't know if that could have it, could have yeah, caused. it certainly can. That's called a shoulder dystocia. So they get, you know, their head kind of gets stuck and it takes a little while longer for their body to be delivered. And it's not even that it's your vagina around their neck. It's that their umbilical cord is in a place where it gets really squished mm. kind of against their body, like in your birth canal right there. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, they can be dangerous if the head is sitting out for a few minutes and the body's like not coming out yet. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm sure had I been being coached through it yeah. and like, if I was actually pushing, I probably yeah. could have gotten him out a lot faster. Like he wouldn't have. Well, and been, you weren't, you know, and you I was sitting, sitting in a car, right. Yeah, I was and sitting. there's like something underneath you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause sure. I was just leaned up on the console and yeah. just, you know, Hey, you know, just as about as laid down as I could get. Right. Um, but he did just, he did finally come out he came out and like, whew, after that, when they told me to push that second time, yeah. I don't remember pushing. Maybe he I did. He just came out, but no, yeah. he was fine. I mean, he pinked right up and Good. started crying. And I remember the nurse was like, you know, let her hold him. And so I have an awesome picture of, of me holding him for the first time. And the, my husband like took a picture, um, which is crazy that he was calm enough to take a picture. Cause he was running around like crazy, but apparently <laughs> another security guard, um, told him, she was like, you're going to want to take a picture. She's like, oh. grab a picture. And I'm so glad she told him to do that. Yeah. Cause I, I have this awesome picture. You can't see my face. It's just the back of us. And yeah. you see all these, you see these like hands, like reaching in like these, um, the EMS hands, like reaching in and, uh, I'm holding my son for the first time and like a towel that we brought. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great picture that we have. Um, well, if you don't mind sending it, we'll put it up on your oh, I will, I will. page for yeah. people to take a look at, at I it. Will. Yeah. It's a picture I cherish. So tell me, okay. You said your re- recovery was great with him. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. now getting pregnant for the third time, or third. I guess for the fourth, you know, with fourth, third yes. baby, third baby, mm-hmm. um, tell me how that pregnancy was <laughs> and how your mentality was knowing <laughs> this happened the second time. I <laughs> want to try and avoid it. Yeah. At, like at, at all humanly all- possible, like <laughs> at all costs. Again? Yeah. So tell yeah. me, now getting pregnant for a third time, were you terrified? Yes. So I felt really good. So I knew pretty quickly, like a couple of months after I had my son, I wanted to get pregnant a third time. Yeah. Like I was like, I want to do this again. My husband, absolutely not. He yeah. was completely traumatized, completely tore up about it. Um, did not want to know, like he would, he'll still like get teared up and choked up talking about my son's delivery. He has a really hard time. Um, so he was like, no, we're done. We have a boy and a girl. We're done. Um, I wanted to have a third. So I was trying to convince him. And then, um, we just got pregnant. I I know people think that I got pregnant on purpose. I did not (laughs) like, I was just, it just happened. So I, um, I got pregnant a third time and, uh, pregnancy was, was, I was fine in the beginning, the whole pregnancy. I was fine. I was like, we'll be fine. We'll make it. You know, I told the doctors at the beginning, like, Hey, can we schedule an induction? Like, can we, 
and, and they were totally on board with it. So, um, that's when Good. I found out this was called a, it was called a precipitous delivery, um, which I didn't know it actually had a name. A super pre- nope. precipitous, yeah, delivery. Yeah, precipitous delivery. Yeah. Uh, they said anything under three hours is considered precipitous delivery. And I had my son in 12 minutes. I got my water <laughs> broke. Yeah. So it was, tw- it was 12 minutes. Cause I got in the car. My, my, I got in the car immediately after my water broke. Yeah. Um, and I was on the phone with my doctor. So right when I got in the car, so I knew the time yeah, uh, roughly. And yeah. then, so he was, the nurses had to kind of guess when he was born. So when she got the call on the phone is when she said that he was delivered. So it was a 12 minute, roughly 12 minutes. So, um, yeah, unreal. So, uh, <laughs> with this one, I was, I felt really good. You know, I, I was like, okay, I'll get induced at 39 weeks. Uh, this is going to be great. My pregnancy was, this is where my pregnancy, I started, I was in pain pretty much the whole time I was sick Till about 16 weeks. Never had that before. Yeah. Um, I started having horrible pelvic pain. I had at the end of my pregnancy with my son, I started having it around 22 weeks with my daughter, with this, my third, my daughter, um, that just got worse and worse and worse. And I'm, I'm assuming I had that pelvic symphysis disorders or mm-hmm. sym- what symphysis pubic disorder, whatever it's called. Um, it was excruciating pain and got worse and worse and worse each week. Um, so this whole pregnancy, I joked that, um, my, this, that my daughter was making sure she was the baby of the family. Like she's making sure. Yeah, sounds like you, third it pregnancy, was, you went out with a bang. I went out with a bang. Yeah. So, um, it was pretty miserable. And then when it got to around, let's say 34 weeks, that's when anxiety started really, really hitting me bad, um, about delivering. Cause now I'm not teaching anymore. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Um, so I'm home with my kids full-time, my other two. And, uh, so uh, my, my daughter is, um, three and a half and my son is two just turned two. Um, so I'm like, Oh my God, like I, what if I deliver this baby at home by myself or totally w- with my children here, yeah. like the, the trauma it's going to cause them, let alone me. Like, like yeah. I was so worried about them. Uh, so yeah, traumatized, traumatized. I was terrifying. And I remember talking to my OB and she was amazing. She sat down beside me and she like touched my hand and she was like, listen, what you went through with your second pregnancy. She's like, that is a trauma. She's like, you had a traumatic delivery. And she was like any pregnancy that doesn't go according to your plan, um, is is can can be like traumatizing. She was like, it's just totally understandable. She's like, everything you're feeling is totally understandable. And I was like, hoping that they didn't do me even earlier than 39 weeks, which I know they, they can, I had a healthy pregnancy, so I knew yeah. they weren't going to, but I was like, maybe this baby will be really big too. And they'll have to get them out, like <laughs> or out even earlier or something like yeah. something yeah. to get me in that hospital. Um, so I was really scared each week that went by, I got, I was in more pain because of my pelvic and I issues. And I think, I don't know if that contributed just being in like chronic pain like that. Um, it just reminded me of like, okay, everything's super loose down there. So this baby's just going to fly out. Like she's just going to pop out and, uh, had to go to like chiropractor and all the stuff to get help with that. Um, but I made it, I had a scare at 37 weeks at 37 weeks. I started having contractions and I started timing them immediately. And it was just, and it was in the front. It wasn't in my back. It was like all in the front. And I was like, oh my, and they were, Uh um, they were three, three minutes apart. Uh Oh, it started three minutes apart yeah. and consistently like on the money. So did you go apart. like immediately? Yes. To the so, hospital. okay. <laughs> so yes. 
So I, I timed them for 15 minutes and okay. uh, 10, 15 minutes. And my sister happened to FaceTime me and she saw my face and she was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm having contractions, like legit contractions. They're three minutes apart. I said, I don't know what to do. My husband is a cyclist and happened to be on a bike ride. And so I was home alone. It was just like, I was home alone with my kids. And I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the scenario that I'm, I've been dreading. And here I'm over, I'm starting at three minutes apart. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So I called my, my sister's like, I'm going to call mom. My sister's in Charlotte, by the way. She's like, I'm going to call mom and tell her my mom's in, um, up the road, like 30 minutes away from me. Okay. And so she's like, I'm going to call mom for you. She's like, you get on the phone with your doctor. And I said, okay. So I called my doctor and the nurse was like, uh, yes, ma'am. You need to go to the hospital right now. You, you need to go. Like usually we say five minutes apart is our thing. She's like, if you're at three, you need to go right now. Yeah. She's like, get your kids in the car. And I was like, okay. So I called my husband. I texted my husband cause he's on a bike ride. Yeah. And I said, I said, I need you to come home. I'm having contractions. Drive your bike to the hospital. Just turn around. Cycle, yeah, yeah. cycle your bike. Meet me there. Uh, so he, um, I said, don't panic. Cause I'm trying to keep him calm. Cause again, he's outside like cycling. So I'm like, yeah, don't, don't panic. I'm having contractions. I need you to start heading home. Yeah. Well, he was like far away, far uh, away. Oh. Turns out he, um, stopped somebody in a truck and threw his bike in the guy's truck. And was like, can you please drive me? My wife's having contractions. I need to get home. So he actually got home pretty quick. Um, so, uh, we got in the car and he met, he got, he got home, you know, 10 minutes after I texted him, which wasn't too bad. And, uh, my mom met me at the hospital to get the kids, my big kids. And, uh, we got in there and sure enough, they stayed like five minutes apart in in the hospital. uh, I mean, consistently. And so they ended up admitting me and I was, um, two centimeters when I got in there. Mm-hmm. And they ended up admitting me to labor and delivery. And, uh, I was, I felt so calm because I made it to the hospital. Yeah. You were like, okay, I made it. I made it. Yeah. I, I'm 37 weeks. I'm like, I'm a little bit early, but you know what? I made it yeah. and it's going to be fine. So, and then I've got to labor and delivery and they put an IV in, I got everything ready okay. to go. And, um, the contraction stopped at like one o'clock in the morning, everything, wow. everything completely stopped. Um, so the doctor was like, I could have sworn you were in early labor and like, we're going to, he was like, I thought we'd be doing an epidural like and getting going. He was like, yeah. but you can go home. So then anxiety kicked in. Oh, even, I'm sure. I was going to say, you probably were like, Oh God. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah. yeah. Even worse. Because now I'm like, my body obviously is trying to get this baby out. And I, I, you're sending me home. Like yeah. who, who leaves labor and delivery? Like who, how many people get admitted to labor and delivery Not many. and walk Again, out? <laughs> right. You're like 0.1% of all of these, uh, right. statistics here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that was like, I, I was like, I said, um, I said, what am I supposed to do? I said, I, I, I don't know what to do because if this happens again, how do I know if it's false labor or not? Right. And he's like, you're not going to know. He was like, you're just going to have to keep coming back in. And he was like, I'm probably going to see you later this week. And I was like, oh, great. Awesome. So I have two little ones. My husband has to work and I'm sitting here like, what? great. I just have to go to the hospital. Anytime I start feeling these contractions. And he was like, yep, yes, you do. And I was like, great. Luckily I didn't have any more of Yay. those like false labor, Yay. but I was just an anxious anxiety riddled mess. Yeah. You're like, um, sit, like, yes, move, like, just- don't 
Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, I'm putting, not only am I in pain, the pain's worse. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to put myself on bed rest. I'm going to yeah. put myself on, on bed rest. I I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm done. So, uh, so I just, we didn't do as much. Normally I'm like outgoing all these yeah. different places with my kids. We go to the museums and parks and, you know, I'm, I'm on the go with them all the time. So the last couple of weeks we were pretty stagnant, lots of Disney. We watched lots of movies and yeah. just hung out, but I made it to 39 weeks and, um, got in, got in, do started Pitocin. I didn't have to do the, the bulb, the Foley bulb. I didn't have to do that. Cause I was already three centimeters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I started Pitocin right away, which I was nervous about. Cause I've heard like horror stories about labor. Even my OB told me, she was like, um, labor's pretty rough with Pitocin. She was like, it's a bit more painful, um, than just if they went ahead and break, broke your water. Um, but they started with Pitocin. I didn't feel anything. I, I mean, I, I felt some contractions, but I, I mean, I felt oh. some contractions, but nothing, I mean, nothing terrible yeah. at all. Um, cause they, you know, I was like ready for an epidural. Cause I was not, I was all about an epidural this time yeah. because I was <laughs> sure. so traumatized. I was yeah. like, I'm there's, I said, if you can promise me another quick delivery, I'll do it natural. And they were like, well, we can't. And I was like, well, then I'm going to get an epidural because <laughs> I can't, I can't. It's going to yeah. bring back too much drama. It's going to bring, bring back too much stress. Like I cannot go through that again. Yeah. And so I, uh, was like waiting all day, like for the pain to really kick in. And, um, it never did. It never did. Uh, I never got above like a four or five on the scale, like for yeah. pain. And I was like, I mean, I'm okay. And, uh, the nurse came in around like four and she was like, I'm afraid that you don't know that you're in labor. She was <laughs> like, I'm afraid that your body is not registering kind of with your second, that you don't really know like that you're how that you're in labor yeah. and, um, or like, you can't really feel you know, your body's not really doing it mm-hmm. or, uh, or at least you can't, you can't feel it. And I was like, okay. And she, I was like, so what do I do? She was like, I want the doctor to check you. Cause I hadn't been checked all day mm-hmm. I, when I went in at three and it's four o'clock. I, mean, I went in at six, six AM and the doctor never came back in to check me until like f- four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I'm going to have the doctor come in and check you. And I'm and I let's go ahead and get him to break your water and let's get an epidural if you want one. And let's go ahead and break your water and get, and get going. She was like, mm-hmm. cause I think I bet you're close. So when he came in, I was still only five centimeters. Um, okay. But I, so I mean, but, but that's I got, still more than got, what you were. Right. But I got yeah. up to, I got up to five and, uh, I had to get an epidural and, but I wasn't in any pain. Mm-hmm. Um, which that was, I think the hardest part, um, with my daughter, I got an epidural and I was in excruciating pain. Couldn't open my eyes, couldn't talk, couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel that epidural at all. Didn't feel a thing, um, going in nothing. I was just like, give me something to help me. And yeah. then uh, with this one, I was in zero pain and here having to get this epidural. And so I could feel everything. And I was very, very nervous. I probably about broke my husband's hands. Cause I was yeah. just like, so anxious. Um, but once I got the epidural, and it's not like the epidural was painful getting it. It was more of just uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. It was a very weird feeling. And he was like, you're going to feel a zing. And I felt a zing in my leg when he said it. And so he walked me through everything, which was fine. It was just ugh, uncomfortable. Um, so about an hour after I got my epidural and they, they broke my water right after that. And about an hour later, she was like, okay, it's time to push. I was like, so it happened quick. And I started pushing my first push. They were like, oh, we can see your head. And I was like, no, you can't like, there's no way I pushed for two hours with my, with my daughter. There's no way you can see her head. And they're like, yes, we can. Yes, we can. And I was like, no. And so I remember my sister and my cousin, 
my cousin had just given it, had a baby like six weeks ago. And she said her OB said, um, push the baby up to the sky, push your baby to the sky. Mm -hmm. And so she said that she was, and I was like, what does that mean? She was like, push and kind of lift your hips up. If Mm -hmm. you can lift your hips up, try to push. Cause I didn't want to push for two hours. I was, I remembered that. And so my second contraction that came through, I pushed and kind of was able to like lift my hips up Mm -hmm. and she came out. She just came right out. So I pushed for for literally one minute. If I started pushing at 522 and she was born at 523. So yeah. So if anybody listening, when they say like push, like try to lift your hips up, like push. You're almost, I almost describe it. I say that too. push, you know, think you're pushing up to the sky, but almost you're like cupping, like going underneath. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like you're like push, like think about your baby coming underneath your pelvic bone and like going up, push up. Yeah. Yeah, You kind of like push and push up. So, um, my sister was a cheerleader and she said, pinch a penny. If any cheerleaders out there, like pinch (laughs) pinch a penny, like push with like your butt, like squeeze your butt cheeks together and push up. And so, um, so I did that and it, and it worked. I was like, man, like I, I, I get it. So she just shot right out too. So it was, it was great. And she just came out pink, beautiful, crying and flopped her on my chest. And it just, it was great. It was great. So the induction was amazing. It was great. I mean, I didn't have to, once I got there, all the anxiety and stress kind of wore off and we just hung out with my husband and it was just the two of us hanging out, chit-chatting. It was fun. It was like almost a little weird date. <laughs> that yeah. We had. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and no kids there. Right. Some know? alone time, alone yeah. time with just us. So yeah, we, uh, we, we just hung out. It was great. And then, uh, the hardest part was I wasn't able to eat anything, yeah. um, while I was there. So I told my husband, uh, what to order me after the baby was born. I went ahead and picked out my food. Nice. And so I, when I was doing the hour of like skin to skin. I was definitely eating like mac and cheese and a hamburger, like over nice. her head. That's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Great. It's like, it's like third kid, like whatever I'm starving. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> meal to have after you have a baby like, too. It sounds I want, delicious. I want some, I need some carbs in here yeah. and I, I'm starving. So there's definitely pictures of me like chomping down <laughs> on food over her head. <laughs> nice. I remember what I ate after both of my, like, I remember yeah. that moment. I had a big chocolate chip cookie after my first one. And then with Ryland, Tiffany actually came in and she brought in some Bojangles and I had like Bojangles. So <laughs> I, you remember like, I was yeah. like, it was like, so good. Monumental. Like, yeah. Oh God, like, the best food I've ever had in my life is hospital yeah. hamburger. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was it. great. Yeah. It was I love great. it. That's amazing. So how did you, before we wrap up, how did you feel after that third one, third one, did you feel like that third birth healed any of the trauma from your second one? Um, I would say yes and no. I mean, yeah. I feel like now that it's over, I know it's like, it's like, everything's like, okay, like everything will be okay. Everything yeah. is, will be fine. Like if this, if I did get pregnant a fourth time, like I can make it, we're not planning on having any more, but, <laughs> um, but I mean, everything is fine. And then, but then I also still feel this, like Anytime I drive past past the hospital that I delivered my son at, uh, anytime I'm on that street where, you know, where his head started coming out, like I have all these like memories that come back and, you know, you know, you start to, I can feel that anxiety, you know, coming in. But I mean, I think overall, like knowing that like, you know, medical professionals are there and that there is like, I, you can make it, you will be okay. Like, so it's like, I feel, I feel okay now. Now, if I got pregnant again, I wonder if it would come back. Yeah. Um, 
but maybe not as bad since I, I did make it the third time yeah. know, to the hospital. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll never know because I'm not planning on having another one. <laughs> we'll I felt, <laughs> we'll never know. I, I felt fine when I got pregnant, when I got pregnant initially with my yeah. third, I didn't realize how much anxiety I was going to have, yeah. um, until the very end when things were getting real, but, um, I don't know. We'll never know really. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, Tess, thank you so much for sharing all of this. This was You're like welcome. amazing just to hear all three. And then that second one in so much detail. Yeah. Um, I know I've heard, you know, from Tara, from Tiffany and from you have talked to you at, at parties and stuff, get, get togethers, like you mm-hmm. said, not parties anymore, but <laughs> birthday parties, birthday for, parties for kids. <laughs> for, for, right. for kids. <laughs> I've heard, you know, kind of like how it went, but I never really heard it in this much detail. So thank mm-hmm. you for sitting down with me and talking. You're welcome. This was amazing. You're welcome. Um, if you, do you mind sharing before we wrap up how your breastfeeding journeys were with each? Some, sometimes people just have questions about breastfeeding. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, with my first, um, I obviously didn't know what I was doing. I saw lactation, um, consultants in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, you don't really know how much the baby's getting. And they just kept telling me that whatever your body's making yeah. is enough, is enough for the baby. Um, my daughter was inconsolable. Um, and they told me like, don't pump, don't give pacifiers. Don't do all this stuff. They were really strict lactation consultant ladies. And I was like, okay. And I remember she lost 10% of her body weight in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I remember the doctor saying, um, we normally don't send babies home at 10%, but your baby will be, she'll be fine. Just, you just keep nursing. Okay. Uh, well, she was inconsolable, crying, horrible. And I realized when I got her home, like a couple, a couple of days or, you know, next day she, she hadn't peed in 24 hours. Uh, yeah. So I remember them telling me that like, Oh God, so I realized I'm not producing anything, but she's not getting anything. And sure enough, when I hooked up to the pump, I had like nothing coming out. So I had to supplement, uh, supplement with formula, went to a bunch of different lactation people trying to get my supply up and running. It just never really came in. I would spend like all day pumping and nursing, pumping and nursing. And I wasn't really enjoying my um, maternity leave. And so I, um, finally just stopped at six weeks. I was like, I'm killing myself. And like, I can't, I can't do this. Um, because it never really, my milk never came in. Like it just never, never came in. I'd get maybe an ounce like all day. Like if I was trying to pump and collect, it would take like an ounce all day. Um, and I tried the teas, I tried the pills. I tried baking cookies. It was crazy. Um, my son, I thought, okay, well maybe my body will kind of know what to do and it'll like kick in. Um, no, I, maybe I made a little bit more with him. Um, but he was such a giant baby. Remember he was nine, mm-hmm. nine pounds, six ounces. So he came out and was eating like a monster. Um, and I tried to nurse and keep up with him. My body wasn't, I wasn't able to produce enough for him. And his lash was terrible. I would have like mm-hmm. this horrible pain all through my chest and have to take like pain medicine to get it to go wow. away, like horrible pain. And so I stopped with him around five or six weeks, kind of the same as my daughter. And I was like, I'm done. And I didn't feel nearly as guilty the second time. Cause yeah. the first time I, the first time I was guilt ridden, like I, they make you feel like people make yeah. you feel like you have to just, you have to nurse. Like, this is the healthiest thing. Even on the back of the formula bottle, the box, they it do. says, right. it says breast milk is better. And I'm yeah, like, and there's well, a disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, guess what? My <laughs> babies are going to be formula. I just turned that box. I turned that label the other way around. So I don't have yeah. to see it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and then this one, um, I made sure I was like, I'm going to make sure I do a solid, at least an hour skin to skin, right? Which comes out. I latched yeah. her immediately. She latched on like immediately. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to 
I'm going to try to get this. I'm going to try again. Yeah. And uh, my milk supply has been better. We were, I was just pumping when we started this. Um, it's been better. And, and my daughter, she latches great. Um, cool. I haven't, I don't have, before I was like with my daughter, especially I was all scabbed over and it was just horrible yeah. latching. It's just a mess. This one has, she's been, she's been great. I'm still not producing enough to satisfy her. Um, so I'm, I usually try to nurse, um, I'll pump first to try to get things going for mm-hmm. her and then, um, I'll latch her and then, um, she always needs a bottle afterwards, yeah. I mean, but it is what it is, but yeah. it is nice. Like I'll, I'll nurse her in the middle of the night. And so I don't have to pump in the middle of the night. And so I do try to pump in between sessions or if I'm like, just don't feel like it, I'm, I'm just going to yeah. pump okay, like, whatever. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to make a bottle for my husband. My husband can feed her. And it's yeah. really great. So this one I've completely embraced. It is what it is. Yeah. And no I've, expectations, nothing, just going with I'm, the flow. Yeah. I'm going to nurse it when I feel like nursing. I'm going to pump when I feel like pumping. And I feel like maybe that's what's helped my milk supply pick up a for little sure. bit because I'm not nearly as stressed out. And I'm like, I'm not timing things. How long did she nurse on my left? How long did she nurse on my right? How long did I pump for? Uh-uh. I'm not recording anything. I'm not keeping track of anything. It just is what it is. And so she's just getting both and she's thriving and doing great. So that's awesome. Whatever. You sound like a very, <laughs> of like third time mom yeah. or fourth, you know, like yeah, experience, yeah. that's an experienced mom talking. Yep. Yep. Forget <laughs> it. Like forget it. There's not, my children are beautiful and healthy and smart and funny and formula is great. And as a lifesaver. So I remember yes. the best thing that doctor told me, she said, um, with my son, when I told her I was having issues, she said, listen, she was like, what's your, what you're going through right now, not producing enough milk or latching issues. She was like, this is not an, a new problem. Right. She was like, this has been happening for, to women for all of time. She said, um, wet nurses were there for a reason for, for women that couldn't produce milk. And so she yeah. was like, what? People would take their babies to wet nurses to go to, to, to feed their babies. She was like, you would have needed a wet nurse. And I was like, you're right. Like, uh, this isn't rare. This isn't abnormal. Like this just is what it is. It's not because I'm not eating enough or I'm, I'm not drinking enough water or I I'm not lashing them enough or it's like, it just, it's just, this is just, this just is. So it was the best advice. It was the best thing she did said to calm me down. So this one, I went in, I was like, whatever, cool. I'm just gonna just do what I can. I love it. And how many weeks postpartum are you now? Three weeks, three, three weeks. weeks, three weeks Woo-hoo. postpartum. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Feeling pretty good. Nice so. and fresh. Love it. Yeah. Well, Tess, thank you so much for joining me today. This was amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. Find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.